Welcome to Integral Christian Network Podcast, where we explore ways of evolving towards a more loving, inclusive, and embodied mystical Christianity. All right, let's begin with a practice. And our focus today is God beyond us. So we'll do a little transcendence movement with and from our body. So as always, we start in the heart, breathe into your heart center, feeling the air moving around the energy of your radiant center. And we're going to move down to our feet, grounding our presence to the earth. If you're moving, connect to the stream of water, like your feet are dangling down into it, or you might imagine roots growing from the bottom of your feet, stretching down into the earth. And we can feel that energy moving into our body. But let your awareness and attention move out through your feet into the water, into the earth. Maybe see that stream flowing out into the rivers, into the lakes and the oceans of the world. Maybe picture those roots stretching down deep into the earth and that you are connected to that earth reality. Let your awareness move into that space, move out through your body into that shared connection with all things. Bring yourself back to your body, to your feet, and bring your attention up. Touch base in your spiritual womb, your radiant heart center. We're gonna go right on up to our head and keep moving up your awareness into the space just above your head and then keep going out through the sky into the infinite cosmic space beyond. And bring yourself back to your body in this brief, brief practice of transcendence Know that you are much more than the space where you are now, and you are where you are now. That's a good place to be. So, Luke, as you and I uh, attempt to explore the cosmos today, I want to share with you something that came up to me um, probably over this last week. We, my wife and I, were able to travel to a beautiful part of the state that we live in where it's fresh air and forest and mountains and and, um, rivers and just, it's absolutely extraordinary uh, where we went and um, are able to frequent too often. There is such a a feeling of transcendence, you know, getting away from the concrete jungle that I live in and and getting getting to where I can't hear trap. The only thing I can hear that's man-made consistently is the train that goes through the valley and everybody to quote Paul Simon everybody loves to hear the sound of a train in the distance but 
you know, just to be in this place where all I'm hearing are birds and seeing, you know, deer in the front yard chewing and doing their thing and getting up to the lakes and spending time that the experience of transcendence just comes so naturally. And there's like, like the only practice that you could do is to shut yourself off from it and not notice it. But one of the things that came up for me was that the, the season of time that we're in as a couple that we're in kind of right now, historically as a human family, there's been this real demand on imminence, you know, like they're just, we are, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the news. There's a way that we have to conduct our lifestyles right now to where we have to be very attentive to what's happening moment to moment, culturally, societally, personally, you know, uh, justice-wise, what's going on in our nation right now. And I'm, I, I've, I, well, the way I framed it with her was just, my goodness, I think I'm an imminent junkie right now. And I've had, I like need to get out in nature just to be able to have another touch of transcendence again to put things back into perspective to get in and nature has a beautiful way of doing that and i was just with a, a, a directee i'm spiritual director to other um, fellow ministers and I, I i did a similar practice with him and i just said you know how are you experiencing transcendence this day these days and he just said you know i haven't and I'm in need of it. And I said, well, when you do, where do you experience it? Are you a forest person? Are you a desert person? Are you a beach person? And he just said, beach person. Hmm. You know, where do you, how do you experience that when you're at the beach? Well, I, you know, I see the ocean and there's something bigger than me that's going on. And he, he described some bodily experiences. And anyway, I, I just thought, you know, we're in a time right now where infinite spirituality is very much something that we need. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, jump us into it's that. Just, well, yeah, you know, it's, I, I hear you that there's so much going on. There's so much pressing that we want to be engaged with. We want to be connected. We don't want to ignore or turn away or, you know, and, and, you know, that's true, right? We want to be engaged. We want to be embodied. We want to be present. Uh, and sometimes transcendence can get this bad rap where we're just trying to escape reality or we're trying to, you know, remove ourselves from the way things really are. And certainly that can be a shadow side of it. Or, you know, if you become a transcendence junkie, right? <laughs> but if we become an imminent junkie, we find ourselves just so constricted in the present moment. You you actually used that word the other night when we were sharing a practice. And, you know, that constriction, we might feel it in our body, you know, just this like we're so kind of encompassed by the present moment and the demands and the needs and the struggles. And, and those are real and we got to be present in them, but moving into the infinite to recognize that there is a beyond there's God beyond us that we can, we can go and experience and find that liberation. And then we can return to our body, return to our being. Um, you know, that's just such an important movement that spirituality has to offer us and to, I mean, it's really a liberation. It's a freedom. And then, um, you know, uh, hopefully is something that can enrich and empower us to, to continue to show up. Beautifully said. And I think to, to build on what, you, what you're sharing there, too, is that um, <laughs> is the way that, you know, uh, I, I'm going to use sort of, I don't like calling it Old Testament language, so I'll say Jewish Bible language. Is got a lot of talk in there about idolatry, right? The Jewish 
religion is trying to move out of this polytheistic view of the world to uh, what was kind of a monotheistic view of the world where it's not God is not just a God of our nation or our people, but God is a God of the whole of the earth. The whole earth is full of God's glory, right? And, and every time the people of God, however they were fashioning God to be at that point, um, is it, is like anything less than this is idolatrous, and I I know that that's a, a sort of an ancient way of dealing with a subject matter, but so often the way that we frame God is so important to our spiritual spiritual journey that we need we do need an intimate view, and we just talked about that in a previous podcast. But the infinite view is so important because it keeps us from boxing God or spirit or, or what you know transcendence into a comfortable category or a preferenced category or, or you know you know like say more about that yeah absolutely I mean it's it's the um, you know the this this a lot of times as we grow and develop and learn right you know maybe we start with this god in the sky right this kind of zeus informed white man with a beard you know uh whatever maybe the wizard of oz behind the curtain you know all these kind of ideas of god that we really do need to outgrow and we realize the infinite vastness of the cosmos and that you know um god the god of the sky i I can't really pray to that anymore or or connect to that right? right and so you know a lot of times we experience that transcendence in nature or in 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 the earth and that's definitely a movement of transcendence that's good and important but going back to that you know old old theology or that that roots of where we come from, this, this need to, um, have a bigger God to expand more and more, uh, is really crucial, right. As, as a part of this movement of what we're, what we're moving in, in transcendence, um, you know, an integral prayer, this, for this face of God, the God, infinite face of God beyond us, we, stop praying at God, at this distant God in the sky, which is, you know, probably most of us here have moved beyond that. Right. But, um, in transcendence, we're actually able to move into the experience of the, the infinite mystery, the God beyond us. And we can do that in a, in a space, spacious cosmic expanse, like we did in our meditation out, out in above through our heads, or we can do that in the earth through our feet and the, the nature and, um, and, and we can also do that in our womb and our heart, which we can talk about each of those spaces. But there's this this movement into the divine through transcendence that we're not just moving into nature or we're not just moving beyond ourselves, although that's a big part of it. But what are we moving into? And that can look um, a lot of different ways as we understand the nature of God and um, our divine participation in that, even in our transcendence. And I think it's important, too, that, you know, You nailed so many important things there. I want to make sure I don't miss the important, really important ones. I'm going to just say that that exterior form of spirituality is a great starting place. It's just a terrible place to to remain, right? It's a good way to get us started. You kind of need some authority figure up and beyond you that's saying, hey, you better behave, you know, like I'm watching, you know, it's just to keep us from like really acting out on each other and just being impulsive and and, uh, abusive to each other. 
Um, but yes, right. It, it, the, 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 if we continue to develop and, and, and seek to embody our spirituality and we're not using transcendent spirituality as escapism from imminent needs and, and uh, requirements, but to keep us growing, then the more we interiorize our spirituality and the, the infinite and the internal are not two separate categories. They're very much akin to and, and reliant upon one another. So each of our sort of um, each of our centers of knowing, our centers of experience from our feet on up have the capacity to experience imminent and transcendent spirituality. And each of those helps to inform and, and interdepend on the other centers of knowing. So I was wondering, jump into that a little bit share with us those different ways that we experience transcendence. Yeah. And that's a good naming of both time and space that we can transcend. And we're going to avoid the time conversation because that's a little more tricky and much harder to talk about how we move into transcendence of time. But there is a degree when you move into this transcendence experience in other spaces. Yeah. Time kind of flows a little differently, right? Uh, It can be a little, little sticky, a little expansive, a little contracted, whatever. Um, But let's talk about the spaces. So um, starting with our feet, right? our roots, our connection to the earth. This is, you know, something we did in our practice. Um, maybe, maybe even comes natural to a lot of us when we connect to nature. Um, but it's not just nature that we're connecting to, although that is beautiful and good and important. We are moving into the depths of material reality. And in the Christian tradition, material reality is not evil. It's not apart from our nature. We are in flesh. We are incarnated just as the earth is. And we call the connection point between divine material, divine reality and material reality. We call that the Christ. And so our participation into that Christ nature, that Christ reality is a sharing moving into our experience of oneness with the earth, with the cause, with, with water, with physical reality, uh, even to the stars, to the stardust, right? Um, that's something that we can tap into and move into through our embodiment. It's our kind of incarnated entanglement that that's almost on a deeper than cellular level. And talk about going beyond yourself, right? (laughs) You can have this sort of cellular experience of, um, deep material connection with all things. Um, that's a really powerful movement in transcendence that we might, you know, feel when we look at the oceans and things vast and grand or, you know, stand before a red redwood tree or, you know, whatever it might be. Nature so wonderfully can, can help us move into that, um, that sort of not only recognition that, that things are much bigger than us, um, but again, moving into our participation in that reality um, is our sort of embodied transcendent nature mysticism, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. The nature, the, it, there's a few things I want to, I want to build on that because uh, 15, 16 years ago when I was really coming alive to these kinds of realities, I would drive up into localized forest areas where I live down here in Southern California. Uh, folks, they do exist. Um, we, I'd go up into the forest, uh, up, up the two and, I wouldn't worship the tree, but what I discovered is I'm worshiping like the tree. And let me just say really tangentially, um, 
the way that I work with worship now is we're not appeasing anything um, to use the language of music or the language of the universe itself. Everything is resonating at some frequency, right? The black hole, the most destructive thing in the universe that we know of so far is emanating uh, the lowest B flat known to humanity at this point. So out the other side of the most destructive thing is a resonant um, frequency of B flat, right? So, so everything is resonating at some frequency. And so when we're practicing nature mysticism, for instance, as an act of resonance or as an act of worship, we are not worshiping resonance itself. We are resonating with resonance itself. And so, you know, if I'm at the ocean, I don't worship the ocean. I worship like the ocean. Yeah, worship I mean, is can be such a loaded word because it, 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 it almost be. implies this otherness, right? This like I'm going to devote to this thing, but right. but in this movement, we are participating with it. We are sharing in the experiential reality of being that, and yes. from that, and into that, right? That's the word in in this movement into, you know. So that's yeah, that's definitely a key component. And even when we talk about this, it's hard to talk about because it's such an experiential thing, right? It's such a thing that you have to move into and feel and experience um you know but we're doing our best we'll try to name it as well as we can um yeah. <laughs> so moving into the womb space if we're ready for that yes. um in our womb space the movement of transcendence this is this is really beautiful from what i've experienced now there might be more more than one way to do this um but womb being the space of our deep divine identity uh a lot of times that transcendent movement into is the movement deeper within. So a lot of our other transcendent movements are out into an expanded beyondness. But in our womb space, we we transcend deeper within into this sort of primordial space of before being. It is the um, the moment before creation, the moment before the space before the manifesting, the unfolding, the continuously creating. And there is a deep oneness in that because it is before we're separate. It's before we're, we're, um, sort of born forth, uh, preconceiving almost. And, um, that's been an experience that I've had and other people have had in the We Space group and our, as we explore this transcendence in the womb, it's, it's kind of this, um, space of darkness, this space, but not a, not a scary darkness or a painful thing, but this, this sort of, um, before manifestation, again, difficult to talk about, um, but a really beautiful movement. I, I think if this one's a little newer for me, so I'm not going to speak with any uh, great authority on the matter, but I'll try to connect it to what I was sharing just a minute ago and move it to this, that I think with nature, nature transcendence, you know, so far as we know, the universe is continually expanding, at least according to some sciences, and it's expanding billions of miles in every direction. By the time we're done with this podcast, it in all directions, it will have expanded, right? So there's that sense of expansiveness that if we are in our feet, we're connected to the earth, we're connected to the globe, if we're thinking, I'll edit myself, I was going to get into holonic thinking, but we'll, we'll save that for another time, but... 
knowing that our feet connected to the Earth, the Earth connected to the solar system, the solar system connected to the galaxy, so on and so it, It's all interconnected, and it's all expanding, right? So there's this capacity to keep growing in our capacity to participate with, with that level of transcendence. But the inner womb... So in that sense, in the previous sense, I was just saying it's like this evolutionary expansiveness. But with the womb, it's almost as though this involutionary, uh, um, and this is where words do, uh, maybe poetry could come in best, but there's this infinite internalness or infinite insideness. Um, I don't mean to mean ever in smaller contraction, but right. this capacity to keep moving inward and inward and inward, not as not as unending narcissism, but as unending depth of being. Of yeah. Beingness. Yeah. Is, yeah. is that leaning into, a, Yeah. Yeah. That space, that ground of being is another term we can bring in here. Right. And what is below the ground of being? Well, again, we're getting into poetry here. There's, you know, the, essentially there should be nothing because it's the ground. But there is this sort of experiential transcendence of, um, yeah, that moment before the Big Bang or the 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 moment before conception or the, that, again, primordial spirit hovering over the deep, if you will. So um, it's a beautiful experience. And, um, yeah, that's where we go in the world. La- last week or a couple of weeks ago, you spoke about sort of quantum awareness that that there's an interconnectivity of quantum awareness and for any, any like marvel fans that like enjoy watching the movies um i know it's it's not accurate but but you know ant-man continues to go down into smaller and smaller ways of experiencing the universe the past like quantum realms and everything it, it, it that that is a kind of a, a pop sci-fi way of of somewhat imagining what we're talking about that that the farther in you go the more interdependent and interconnected and more spacious things really are and and um and that's just the tip of that involutionary awareness yeah yeah i mean i i connect that more with the feet and the body and that cellular experience that quantum you know connection and there's that entanglement right quantum science is still a lot we don't know and is unfolding and we can over overstate our mystical claims sometimes but there's definitely the sense of we're not as separate as we think we are and so yeah in that quantum space it's like i have an entanglement with the stardust right or with this this person that i met 20 years ago or something you know right we 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 can kind of maybe connect to that experientially in that sense and moving into the depths of that um i I feel that more embodied personally than in my womb space so yeah yeah. so take us to the next uh place of transcendence Okay, so the heart is something we've already experienced. I mean, the heart, again, it's that relational space. It's that um, human-to-human personal connection, spiritual guide. So at least for me and and the movement and experience of transcendence with our heart, we're moving into communion, into relationship, um, that we're not separate from one another. So there's certainly a relationship where we can connect, have have connection, have conversation, talking, right? That that's a relationality, but the transcendence is really into communion. It's really into this sort of and I and I experience that most from my heart on a human level, on sort of this this space that that we are in communion with one another. This is one of the, the primary experiences in our We Space groups or or when we move into We Space in other settings. There's there's just sort of this um, reality that that 
we move into that we know that I am not separate from you and you are not separate from me. And I know that on kind of a heart level, um, it's a, an experience, a loving experience. It's a blissful experience. It's, it's, um, it's that connection taken deeper, moving into communion with one another. It's the best way I can say it, I guess. <laughs> I, I think in a very shallow sense, and this boy, I'm, I'm really like, uh, gonna throw myself out there for a moment. They, they say psychology says that you can figure out with a person within 20 seconds if you're going to be able to make a genuine bond with this person. And I mm. think that's a very shallow way of, of describing that heart transcendent experience that you know there is the capacity to bond with somebody. Now, we're talking about the brain doing a bunch of unconscious grid filtering of, <laughs> is this person safe? And the Are womb, they, and the womb. And the womb. Oh, know, boy. Yeah. I mean, it's all involved. Uh, right. But but like there is this sort of heart knowing that, you know, and I experienced this with you. I knew when we met Luke is a safe guy. He I can relate to him. I know that there's something about him, him that I can easily bond with, you know, and then there's some folks that I know. And again, I know I'm talking on a very shallow level here, but that th there's this capacity to know. I don't think that this person is the kind of person that I, I am necessarily safe. I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about some deep intuitive knowing that this person may not be the safest pa person for me to connect with. Um, and, and yet at the same time, when you really take that into a heart space transcendent level, you, you really can bond and connect relationally with the, the whole world around you, but it does take practice. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like, um, that there, there is a level you're describing there that is very human. That's very relational. That's very, you know, we, right. we've been maybe evolutionarily conditioned to, to assess threat and understand and see, you know, and, and we're, you know, but there's also a deeper heart level there where we can sense openness. We can sense trust. We can move into that. Um, one of the most beautiful things about heart space communion uh, in this transcendent way is that it seems to maybe supersede those things, um, at least mm. for those moments where it's like, I'm in this communion space with someone who I don't resonate with at all. Right. I, mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be friends with this person or right. this person, even, even this person has some issues and they're showing up or whatever, you know, those, those normal ways that we sort of judge and assess and parse out our relationships. Um, there's a way to move into this communion, um, that, kind of goes deeper than that and it's it's like this sort of deep surge of love this um this state of bliss of already embracing all uh yeah again hard to put to words but but maybe uh, good to put to practice so yes i, I know paul smith <laughs> yeah. uh, when we interviewed him and that this interview will come out soon uh, you know, he'll talk about being in line at the store and uh, like, ah, this is irritating. They only got two people, two lines open and, you know, there's 1500 people lined up and, and then like doing this complete, beautiful heart practice of being open, of being willing to see beyond the inconvenience. Right. And then moving yeah. to the cash register person. Well, don't spoil the story. Oh, right? we're going to hang yeah. it out there. Okay. We'll so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell my story then. <laughs> I, you know, I had a guy that just really bugged me. There was just something about him that was very irksome. And, um, and, and I, without, you know, I'll just expose myself. I was being very judgmental at the moment. There was just something about his mannerisms, his attitudes 
But as soon as I let go of, I don't feel safe around this person, um, even though he's not doing anything that in particular that's threatening to me, there, he, he's putting off an air of not being a, 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 a healthy person to be around. As soon as I surrendered that, all of the sudden, it comes immediately online, like, this is a human being who is, God, you know, God. He may not be aware of that. But there's an incarnate nature of him that's an expression of God. Uh, again, whether he's aware of that or not is not the point. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I noticed a demeanor change in him, and it made us capable of connecting mm. with each other in a different yeah, way. Yeah, it really does. It affects the other people, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's like like Jesus tells us to love our enemies. Well, how are we supposed to do that, you know, if we're right. only operating on this level of instinctual, you know, assessing? And, and loving our enemies doesn't mean that we need to become best friends and, you know, get or walked dormant. over or not have right. boundaries or any of those things, right? Exactly. But we can move into this transcendent communion, and that, that allows us to love people in ways that—, that we wouldn't have access to because we're tapping into that deep surge of love, that, that blissful heart. And it's a, it's a super important movement for if we're going to be active and engaged in the world and in uh, good and loving ways for sure. Hallelujah. So let's go to the final space here, I think. All right, up to our heads. So um, this is maybe another one that we're familiar with, potentially, uh, and some forms of meditation um, lead us up into, uh, you know, this sort of empty mind or this space of a cleared mind, right? So let's talk a little bit about that first, right? Many meditative practices, you're trying to clear your mind, you're trying to empty it using the mind, right? No, that's not what we do. We go to our body, we go to the energy of our heart. Instead of five years, it takes five minutes. It feels like a cheat code, um, and it almost <laughs> seems wrong. But it, it's amazing how this happens, and people in our groups talk about this. And the, just one of the greatest things about whole body mystical awakening is like, actually, you can clear your mind by going to the energy of your heart and your body. It's so fast, it's amazing. But the goal is not just to have a cleared mind, although that's really nice and wonderful to experience. Again, there can be things that arise in our knowing state from that space, but we're going to go beyond that. We're going to go to our transcendent state, which is moving out into um, cosmos. Uh, again, this is metaphorical. This is poetical, talking about this experience where it's an upward movement. It's up, out, and beyond. And, you know, for me, it's, it, it picture, the picture is cosmic space. I'm in this sort of cosmic perch, this witness, this, um, transcendence beyond. I can see, look back and see all of material reality, all of human reality, all of, all of space, right? I can be the star flying through the universe, the, the comet, the black hole, even, um, it's this this great beyond of the infinite moving into the infinite, and there's a mystery to that. There's a timelessness to that. There's a you know, and it looks different for different people. I'm naming my experience, but it's this sense of you know, like we did in our practice, moving out up and beyond um, to really kind of a witness place. We could connect it to that, or um, you know, just beyond all of what we normally experience as life and material reality. Oh, there's so much to be said there. I, uh, there's a two things that I hope I can get to if I can keep my thoughts clear enough. And the first is, is, um, I had said earlier that we start with external spirituality and then we kind of move into internal, but if we really see it all the way through, 
there ceases to be a duality between external and internal. So we start with rules and regulations, and we start with God up in the sky, and then we kind of move beyond that, and God becomes very internal, and we hold ourselves, you know, um, Jesus will say, go into the quiet room, and, and there pray in secret, you know, and those kinds of, so like almost secretive spirituality, like you don't want to perform for people anymore. But if you keep with that, you do eventually move back out. But the moving back out is not at the expense of, it's not either external or internal, it's both. But if you keep moving back out, it keeps moving back out. And so we move from subjective inner space and subjective outer space to sort of transjective or transpersonal. Just it moves to this, this huge can't remember which artist said it but when in doubt zoom out there's this capacity to just kind of really move out into the biggest picture that your awareness is capable of housing at that point or is grace to house at that point um one one practice that i found interesting um and i think it was ken wilbur who said who was who was leading it said uh you know picture yourself in your ultimate sexual situation, just like ultimate fantasy, you know, like raw libidinal situation. Now, go out to the cosmos. You know, he's just, he like, he put you way into the, your almost like base instinctual fantasy and then shot you back out in the cosmos. Okay. So, and, and he gave different examples for what that might be for men or women, but, but then, you know, move, like move from this con- very contracted instinctual, you know, um, sort of raw way of, of being, you know, uh, the human experience into this massive cosmological move back out. And I was wondering, you know, not to get too crazy about that, but what, what, what are some experiences that you have entered into when you've gone into that, you know, high transcendental state? Yeah. And, and wow, you said that so beautifully at that first part of just that, that it is, yeah, you go within, you move back out. And, um, you know, I think what Ken was, was illustrating there is that, you know, um, we're not seeking to escape or to, to, you know, run away from this, but it, it's this sense that we're not imprisoned by right. what's here and the, the, the reality that we face here, even in the most enjoyable human material bodily whatever you know even in that even in that space we can we can move out to this um so you you could even think about that if you're in a a situation with a lot of pain or Mm -hmm. struggle or there's a you know again not an escapism but an ability to expand and not get not be completely imprisoned by contraction um so for me you know uh I'll, i'll 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 share a story with um, my own mystical journey. And there was, uh, a period of time where I was, uh, when I moved into, uh, for lack of a better term, we'll call it mystical awareness or my consciousness. I was having this experience where I was one with water, a very nature mysticism. I, I could feel my awareness, my perspective anywhere that there was water. I was the mountain stream. I was the, the, the water next to the blue whale, um, inside the blue whale, I was the rain, I was the tears. I was just having this, this expansive kind of state of oneness for a long time. And when Danu came along, my spiritual guide that I talked about last time, she 
yanked me out of that. She pulled me out of this very imminent, present, connected communion and just just pulled me right out to this cosmic perch, the space of the great beyond and seeing seeing the reality, seeing that water, seeing the earth, seeing the roots of the of the world, this kind of shamanic vision, <laughs> seeing the cosmos. And um you know, at first I was, I was a little upset, a little disappointed. I was like, wait, I was, I was like sharing in the (laughs) union of all things. And this Mm -hmm. is pretty great. Um, but she was inviting me to more. She was, well, uh, forcibly inviting me. No, it was, it was a strong invitation. I guess we could put it that way, but it, you know, it's, it's the, and that's the thing about this kind of infinite transcendence beyond is that it's always an invitation into more, like you were talking about expansion into infinite mystery, that which is infinitely, uh, explorable, understandable, engaging, right. There's always more to learn. There's always more to experience. There's always more to do. And that's, that's the movement. I don't do, I don't want to end on do. There's always more to be. There's always more to, 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 to expand into. And that's that movement of transcendence that, that pulls us into the continuing journey onward of evolutionary devotion and transcendence into the infinite face of God, always beyond us, always beckoning us forth. Always, always, always. And that's a great way to, I think, wrap us up. I, I can, I'll recall one particular experience I had some years ago where I was sitting very still. And it's hard to describe, but it was like, um, all I could feel is like this cosmic sponge was heading towards the front part of my body. And I could feel <laughs> my physical body... Um, I'll have to describe it over podcast, but my, my physical body was literally pressing up against the concrete wall in my office. Like it's coming closer and it's not, it's not getting slower. And as it, as it came towards me and passed through me, and this is again, language starts to break down, but it, the experience was, I am the all, you know, and it, I don't mean my small self, my small finite mortal self is the all. I, it was more like the small in, the small finite self fell away and the all could be experienced without the limited form being the grid in which I experienced the all. So uh, the small self, the finite self can experience the all. And it's a, that is a necessary and beautiful and, 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 and great experience that can happen sexually, that can happen out in nature, that can happen various, and it can happen as a moment of spirituality. Um, but you know, then all of a sudden the small self falls away and the all is all there is and the all is infinite. So, yeah. And then when you return to yourself, you don't find, you don't, you've, what you find is that you're more engaged in life. Your things taste better. There's a sweetness. There's a, you know, it doesn't make you, I mean, maybe you want to experience that again. Right. But, but it moves us into our reality with a deeper being, a deeper knowing, a deeper participation that, um, is just really wonderful. Uh, you know, it, it engages us more fully. And I also want to say just, you know, as we describe some of our experiences here and different ways that we can move into transcendence again, just that, that integral bringing together, allowing that, you know, 
people experience transcendence in all sorts of different ways, music, concerts, you know, the beach, whatever it might be to move into that. And, and you can connect that with one of those spaces in your body, your head, heart, womb, or, or feet, if you want, or not at all. Right. It's, it's this sense of whatever can lead us into that beyondness can beckon us into more help us find freedom from that constriction and uh, open us up to, to God beyond us. You know, we celebrate any and all of those movements for sure. So it, it makes sense. It's fitting that our discussion on infinite um, prayer uh, would, would be twice as long as our other ones. But <laughs> I, I would love to hear, you know, um, it'd be great to have uh, some folks chime in um, and, and find a way to really share some of their experiences. I'd love to hear more on that. Um, stay tuned, folks. We've got some great more podcasts coming down the pipeline, and we'll see you online. See you all.